All right. There we go. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship today. It's a great day to be here in the Lord's house to worship, uh, to receive his gifts of word and sacrament, uh, to see a new member of the family of God being baptized right before our very eyes here in just a few moments. Uh, One announcement before we do the greeting. Um, If you are a small child uh, and would like to come up as when we invite all of the young disciples to come forward to witness the sacrament firsthand, um, and you would like a little vial of water, um, Jerry in the back has some. If you haven't gotten one yet, please raise your hand during the greeting time, uh, and he'll be sure to get you one. So with that, please stand, uh, and let's greet each other this morning in the name of the Lord. Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Parker Shane, your announcer for the first Sunday in Advent. The Reverend Jake Slutton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the lay minister, Bruce Slutton, and the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinager. The acolytes are Hallie Shane and Audrey Biddle. Today's order of service is at www.trinity1874.com. Radio broadcast for today is sponsored by St. John's Lutheran Church of Purdy, Missouri, and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. So as you are taking your seats, let's uh, start our worship this morning with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this morning that you have given us on this Lord's Day. And Lord, we thank you for the gifts of mercy and grace and forgiveness, which you have so graciously prepared for us here. And now, Lord, we ask that as we worship you, that as we receive from you these gifts, that you would give us a zeal this morning for your house of worship. And Lord, truly better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please stand to sing our opening hymn, Father Welcomes. That's number 605.
Please be seated. At this time, I'd like to invite all of the young disciples who are here today to come forward uh, to witness this miracle firsthand. You may sit on the steps that are right behind us here. So all of the young disciples, and please bring your vial of water. And when you bring it up, uh, you're just going to pour it in the font here. And then when you're done, uh, Mr. Slutton has a basket here. This, Mr. Slutton, not this one, um, has a basket here to put your empty ones in. So go ahead and open them up and pour them in. And then put the lids back on and then just give them to Mr. Slutton in his basket there. I think we need to find some that are maybe a little bit easier to open. (laughs) So go ahead and pour them in. And when you're done, just put them in that basket. And when you're done, you may just have a seat right here on the steps. And don't worry about putting the lids back on. Just put, put them all back in the basket there. All right. Very good. Wonderful. Well, the rest of the congregation, we are on page 268 in your hymnal, if you would like to follow along, and we hope that you do, with the order of holy baptism. Page 268. And so we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dearly beloved, Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the last chapter of Mark, our Lord promises, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. The Apostle Peter has written, Baptism now saves you. The Word of God also teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful and are under the power of the devil until Christ claims us as his own. We will be lost forever unless delivered from sin, death, and everlasting condemnation. But the Father of all mercy and grace has sent his Son, Jesus Christ, who will atone for the sin of the whole world. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And how is this child named? Philippa Arlene Elbert, receive the sign of the cross both upon your forehead and upon your heart to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. Almighty and eternal God, according to your strict judgment, you condemned the unbelieving world through the flood. Yet according to your great mercy, you preserved believing Noah and his family, eight souls in all. You drowned hard-hearted Pharaoh and all his host in the Red Sea. You led your people, Israel, through the water on dry ground, foreshadowing this washing of your holy baptism. Through the baptism in the Jordan of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, you sanctified and instituted all waters to be a blessed flood and a lavish washing away of sin. We pray that you would behold Philippa according to your boundless mercy and bless her with true faith in the Holy Spirit, that through this saving flood all sin in her, which has been inherited from Adam and which she, or she herself has committed sins, would be drowned and die. Grant that she be kept safe and secure in the holy ark of the Christian church, being separated from the multitude of unbelievers and serving your name at all times 
with a fervent spirit and a joyful hope, so that with all believers in your promise, she would be declared worthy of eternal life through your Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. From ancient times, the church has observed the custom of appointing sponsors for baptismal candidates and catechumens. In the Evangelical Lutheran Church, sponsors are to confess the faith expressed in the Apostles' Creed and taught in the small catechism. They are, whenever possible, to witness the baptism of those they sponsor. They are to pray for them, support them in their ongoing instruction and nurture in the Christian faith, and encourage them toward the faithful reception of the Lord's Supper. They are at all times to be examples to them of the holy life of faith in Christ and love for the neighbor. Is it your intention to serve Philippa as sponsors in the Christian faith? If so, answer yes with the help of God. God enable you to will and do this faithful and loving work, and with his grace fulfill what we are unable to do. Amen. Hear the gospel according to St. Mark. They brought young children to Jesus that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. The Lord preserve your coming in, your going out from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. Since Philippa is not able to answer these questions herself, we will, as her congregational family, answer these questions on her behalf. Philippa, do you renounce the devil? Yes, I Do you renounce all his works? Yes, I Do you renounce all his ways? Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, and maker of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried? He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. And Philippa, do you desire to be baptized? Philippa Arlene Albert, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, oh, that means it's working. It's okay. 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 All right. Now, receive this burning light, which is coming up soon because the Christ candle 
Well, it doesn't have enough oil in it. So. We will use the Advent candle instead, as is appropriate for the first Sunday of Advent here. She's like, she wants to see. She's totally looking. And so, receive this burning light to show that you have received Christ, who is the light of the world. Live always in the light of Christ and be ever watchful for his coming, that you may meet him with joy and enter with him in the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which shall have no end. Receive also this white garment to show that you have been clothed with the robe of Christ's righteousness that covers all your sin. So shall you stand without fear before the judgment seat of Christ to receive the inheritance prepared for you from before the foundation of the world. Let's go before the altar. If you guys would make us a, a trail there. Thank you. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God and Father, we thank and praise you that you graciously preserve and enlarge your family and have granted to Philippa the new birth and holy baptism and made her a member of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and an heir of your heavenly kingdom. We humbly implore you that as she has now become your child, that you would keep her in her baptismal grace, that according to your good pleasure she may faithfully grow to lead a godly life, to the praise and honor of your holy name, and finally, with all your saints, obtain the promised inheritance in heaven through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. It's, it's okay that you're asleep, because we're going to go over here anyway. It is my joy and privilege to introduce to you this morning the newest member of God's family, Philippa Arlene Elbert. Will you please welcome her? And you, Pippa, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. And you all may go back to your seats. And uh, children, thank you for coming up as well. She's kind of squiggly. Please stand. So we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. If you, O Lord, kept the record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and Receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ and saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. 
His Son to die for you, and for His sake, He forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Behold, your King is coming to you. Righteous. Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The Lord is God, and He has made His light to shine upon us. You are my God, and I will give thanks to You. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Behold, Your King is coming to You. Let us pray. Stir up your powers, O Lord, and come, that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading for this morning comes from Isaiah chapter 2, beginning at the first verse. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and shall be lifted up above the hills, and all the nations shall flow to it. And many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations, and shall decide disputes for many peoples. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. This is the word of our Lord. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming to you. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have the children come forward for the children's message. Well, good morning, everybody. How are you this morning? Doing pretty good. 
Happy New Year. I'm getting some very strange looks up here. Why would John say Happy New Year this morning? Any ideas? Because it's the new church year. This guy gets an A. Very, very good. Absolutely, it's the new church year. We don't think about that very often, do we? We just got done celebrating what this last week? Thanksgiving. And what's the next big holiday most of us are thinking about? Christmas. Yes, absolutely. Well, this is the first day of the new church year. It's also the first day of Advent, which is the new season of the new church year. First season of the new church year. And how awesome is it that we got to watch baby Philippa get baptized this morning on the very first day of the new church year. Her baptism day is going to be an easy one to remember for a long time, isn't it? Do you all know what Advent means? It means coming. And so it makes a lot of sense that we celebrate a brand new church year as we think about during Advent the coming of who? Jesus, right. Jesus came as a big adult man or as what? A little baby, right. Just like baby Philippa, a little baby, very humble. Jesus couldn't take care of himself, could he? Mary and Joseph, Joseph had to wrap him up in swaddling clothes and lay him in a manger, and Jesus needed a lot of help. Very humble, even though Jesus and God the Father and God the Holy Spirit together are our God. Kind of interesting, isn't it? That he chose to come as a little baby. Well, as we look forward to celebrating Christmas, Jesus' birthday, and we work through Advent and the new season, the new church year, one of the things that kind of crossed my mind was a lot of people in new, for New Year's, right, develop a New Year's resolution. Now, some people will say, this new year I want to exercise more. And some people say, in this new year I'm going to maybe work harder. Here's an idea for you and your family for a new church year resolution. How about if we all try to do a better job doing devotions and spending time thinking about God and praying to Jesus and thanking Him and God the Father and God the Holy Spirit for all the things they do for us. Does that sound like a pretty good idea? Most of you probably do some devotions already. I have to admit, I'm kind of guilty some days. I don't make that a top priority. But as I thought about the message this morning, I thought, you know, John, it'd be awfully good for both you and your family if you would make devotions a top priority. And what a great resolution for the new church year, and especially as we go into Advent. Moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles, friends, cousins, whatever your relation is to these young people, there are a lot of great devotions out there that you can look up, many of them produced by the Lutheran Church, that you can use during Advent for your own, on your own, and to help the young people in our church grow in their faith. Join me in a word of prayer, 
and then we'll go back to our seats afterwards. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us through another wonderful year. We know that by most standards, this isn't the beginning of the year for a lot of people, but it is the beginning of the year for us Christians. And we are especially excited as we get to celebrate Advent and look forward to Christmas and celebrating when you actually came as a baby to begin your life here on earth leading up to your uh, crucifixion and then resurrection and, and becoming our Savior. We pray, Lord, that you would help us all this new church year to really focus in on you and make you our top priority. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, have a great new church year, and you can go back to your seats. The epistle reading comes from Romans chapter 13, beginning at the 8th verse. Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandments are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 24th chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus said, But concerning that day or and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. As were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one left. Therefore stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Please be seated. 
please. Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this first Sunday of Advent from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the gospel lesson that was just read. We will be using that for our message today, so please have it in front of you to refer back to as we go along with our message this morning. 500, 793, 1000, 1260, 1320, 1504, 1524, 1524 to 1526, 1533, 1673, 1694, 1700, 1757, 1793 to 1795, 1814, 1829, 1836, I'm not done yet, 1844, Anybody know what those are? Those are all years. Anybody know what any the significance of those years are? They were all guesses as to when Jesus was coming back, according to Wikipedia. I didn't count them all, but there's lots of them. One guy even owns four of them. He wasn't right in 35 or 43 or 72 or 75. How about this? I know how soon that Jesus is going to come back. Are you, are you ready? Ready? We're one day closer than yesterday. <laughs> and really, that's all that Paul in our epistle text gives us. That salvation is nearer to us now than it was before. And really, sort of a befuddling thing happens in our gospel text for this morning. Jesus says, if you go to the text from Matthew... Jesus says, but concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. The angels don't know when Jesus is coming back, and according to what Jesus himself says, even he doesn't know when he's going to come back. And yet, lots of people have tried to guess it, and of course have been wrong. Lots of people will continue to try to guess it, and will of course be wrong, Not even Jesus knows when he is going to return. Jesus says, but only the Father. So, as I read this text this last week, this question occurred to me. Let's say that we did know. Let's say that Jesus was going to come back on January the 13th, 2030. I don't know. Maybe. If he does, I'm going to be so right. But he won't. He won't. I don't think. Let's say that he's going to be, that he's going to come back on January the 13th, 2003. Let's say that we know the date. Would you start living your life differently? Would you? For most of us, 
The answer to that question is probably yes. Let's move the date up a little bit. Let's say that he's going to, be, that he's going to come back on Christmas Day. Let's say that he's going to come back tomorrow. You and I would probably start to live our lives a little bit differently. And because you and I would probably do that, how much of an indictment is that on us? That we would start living our lives differently. And how complacent that we get, because we just sort of don't know, I guess, when Jesus is going to return. And how complacent that, that we get in two ways, in loving our neighbor as ourself, as, uh, as the epistle text says, and we're going to get there, and also trusting the promises of God. And how complacent that we get in those two things. Again, Jesus says, no one knows the day or hour, so stay awake. I, as I told uh, the um, Junior high class this morning, if you ever see the word therefore in Scripture, pay close attention to it because what came before that was really important. I mean, everything in Scripture is very, very and really important. But what came before the word therefore is really important for you to know, and what comes after that is also really important for you to know because the author before that is setting up what he's about, what his point is. So, Jesus says, but concerning that day and hour, nobody knows, not even the angels nor the Son, but the Father only. For as were the days of Noah, and he kind of goes through several examples, Noah and the flood, and then he gives uh, the example of two men who are out in the field and two women who are grinding at the mill. And so he goes through these examples, and then, verse, and then in verse 42, there's that word, therefore. So because of all of these things, mainly because you don't know the day or hour when I'm going to return, stay awake, he says. Stay awake, and then a little bit later in verse 44, he says, therefore you also must be ready. So the question for us here this morning is, well, how do we do that? Well, let's let Scripture interpret itself, and let's let Scripture tell us. Go back to the epistle text for this morning from Romans chapter 13. It's in your bulletin. The Apostle Paul writes this, Owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So one way that we stay awake is to love our neighbor as ourselves. Put another way, the second table of the Ten Commandments, Commandments 4 through 10. Again, Commandments 1 through 3 have everything to do with our relationship with God. Love the Lord your God with all, um, um, you shall have no other gods before me. Do not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day, but keeping it holy. Those have to do with our relationship with God. But commandments 4 through 10, again, the second table of everything to do with our relationship with our neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself, not because it's going to save you, because it's not, because even if it did, we would all fail miserably. We wouldn't even come close to the mark. But love your neighbor as yourself. Why? Because your neighbor needs you to. Don't they? And in case we've all forgotten, in case anybody else here has forgotten, 
If you want to know who your neighbor is, just take a look around. Just look around. Nobody's looking. Look around. That's your neighbor. Everybody outside of these walls that you meet is your neighbor. So let's go through the, uh, the, the second table really quick. Honor your father and your mother. Children, which is all of, of you, you need to honor your father and your mother. Why? Because they are gifts from God. Not only your father and your mother, but those who have been put in authority over you, again, as gifts of God to protect you, to keep you safe. Yes, even the people in the government that you may not like. Did you hear me? Even the people in the government that you may not like. Honor your father and your mother. Don't kill. Seems obvious. Also, don't hold hateful thoughts against somebody else because Jesus says that's the same thing. You have killed that person. So don't, don't kill. Don't commit adultery. Husbands and wives, be faithful to one another. Remember your vows. Remember the promises that you made. If you're not married, continue to remain faithful. Remain faithful to God. Don't steal. Don't take something that isn't yours. Because if you steal, all that you're telling God is that you don't trust him to provide the things for you that he knows that you need. Don't bear false witness. How many of you can honestly say that in the last year, heck, even in the last week, that you have explained everything about everyone that you have ever met or interacted with in the kindest way possible? Love your neighbor as yourself. And finally, commandments 9 and 10, don't covet. Again, coveting means that we don't trust God. Coveting means that we don't trust that he will provide everything for us that we need to sustain this body and life. And so Jesus says again, stay awake. Love your neighbor as yourself. The second way, the second way that we stay awake is we trust. And as we've talked about in this space and this time before, really that's what faith is, is trust. Trust in the promises of God. Because again, as we said before, it is not loving your neighbor as yourself that saves you. Because if that was the measure, you and I would not even come close to the mark. But trust because it is the promises of God that save you. It is the promises of God which have said, those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. The promises of God which have said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. The promises which have said, those who believe and be baptized will be saved. The promises which have said, if you are baptized, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promises that have said, according to the Psalms, the Lord is near to all who call on Him. I came across a very interesting video uh, this past week put out by 
uh, uh, put up by of a very trustworthy pastor. And he asks the question, well, what if, what if when Jesus comes back, the second that he comes back, I'm sinning at that very moment? What happens then? Good question. So let's pretend that, I don't know, I'm just making up a um, name. Let's pretend that Adam, okay, let's pretend that Adam is having a fight with his parents. And Adam, because of this fight, is having really, really not so good thoughts about his parents. We've all had them. Or let's say that somebody is caught and they are stealing. Let's say that, that, that somebody is in the middle of lusting. Let's say that somebody's in the middle of watching porn. Let's say that somebody's in the middle of, of coveting what isn't theirs. And Jesus comes back at that very moment. What do you think happens? Where is Cordell? There he is. Cordell, how old are you? Twelve? Okay, I got that right. Twelve. I asked this question to Cordell and Mackay, and they both had this same answer. What do you think happens? Well, the Bible says that those who believe in it and are baptized are saved. Can I get an amen? Yes. To those who believe and are baptized, we're saved. And if we circle it back to Matthew... And we go back to those original words of Jesus. But concerning that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels or, I'm sorry, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son. Those who believe and are baptized will be saved. There's another promise. Because all of your sins have been washed away. Every single one of them. And because you don't know the day or hour, really, you don't really have to know the day or hour. Because the promises of God are still true. Because the promises of God still remain. Because when Jesus said to the thief on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise, he didn't mean Hopefully, that, hopefully you have some kind of a bedside conversion and then you, you, you then accept me into your heart. No, he meant today you will be with me in paradise. And so no matter what your sin is, no matter even if for some reason you were in the middle of, of a sin, when Jesus returned, it doesn't matter. Because the blood of Jesus has completely covered you completely covered you, has completely, 100%, there is not a part of your life, there is not a sin that you have committed that the blood of Jesus has not covered. The Lord is near who call upon him, the rest of that verse from the Psalms say, the Lord is near who call upon him in truth. The Bible is so cool. And who is the truth? Jesus is. I am the way and the truth, and the life. And nobody comes to the Father except through me. Those who call on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. Those who call on the name of uh, the the Lord is near to all who call on him. So near, let's, let's tie in Advent 1 here, so near that they called him Emmanuel. That they called him God with us. God with you forever. God with you no matter what your sin is. 
God with you no matter what your past is. God with you no matter what your present is. God with you because he knows what your future is. That your future belongs to him. Blood bought, made whiter than snow. I love it. I love baptisms for so many reasons. But one of the biggest reasons is because you all get to see it firsthand. Pippa's future is sealed. Those who believe and are baptized are saved. Promises of God. And so, may we love our neighbor as ourselves, and may we continue to trust in the promises of God, because we don't know. Because we don't know when Jesus is going to return. And frankly, for, for us, he can return whenever he wants. Because we are blood-bought. Because we were bought at a price, the price of Jesus' own blood, the price of God's own Son. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings, and the pew that you are in is a red sign-in card. And so whether you are a member or a guest with us, if you would please fill that out so that we know that you were here to worship with us. Um, also, since we have had uh, a baptism this morning, I have asked that the font uh, be left open. And the reason for that is not only because it is a great visual for us, but as you come forward to receive communion, if you would like to just... Take two fingers, dip your fingers into the font, and just make the sign of the cross upon yourself to remind yourself that you are baptized, to remind yourself that you are blood-bought. Um, if you would like to do that, uh, the font will be open for you to be able to do that. We collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. The radio broadcast is made possible by the donations to the radio broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. 
Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message, Enough with the Self-Talk. We are not always who we say we are. What you say to yourself about yourself may or may not be true. Dr. Michael says, enough with the self-talk. Who does God say you are? You'll find that you are worse than you thought and yet more loved than you could ever imagine. Luke chapter 18 verses 9 through 14. We now rejoin the congregation during the worship service. Please stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and leading us here so we can worship you. As this morning signals a new day in our lives, your refreshing word gives us the strength to live a life filled with joy and hope. Remind us during this first week in Advent that as we wait for your return, We do so with great anticipation and faith in your promise and assurance of our place with you in heaven. In the meantime, use us to reach out to others, to love our neighbors. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery. We lift up all those in our health list, Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky, Wayne, Bob Curtit, Bob Dodson, Bob Yelenek, Gary Degan, Gary Magruder, Emma, Brenda, Rosemarie, John Alexander, John Eden, Debbie Porter, Deborah Schultze, Mary, Fred, Nellie, Lisa, Catherine, Joe, Phil, Tom, Norma, Judy, Louise, Ruth, Dana, Dennis Nost, Sherry Johnson, Helen Hesseman, and little Sutton Grace. All of these, Lord, we lift up, as well as those we now name in our hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer and sustainer of life. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues, and if it be your will, 
Heal them completely. Use the trials and challenges they face to grow closer to you. Give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally in our state and in our local communities. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom, to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves, especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We lift up to you in prayer, Christopher Smith, David Hesselman, Luke Sharp, and Derek Moore. We think of all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your angels to watch over them, to protect them against all harm, strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. God, we praise you as the God of all creation. You brought little Philippa into this world just a few weeks ago, and now, through water and word, you have given her the promise of salvation, making her one of your own. We welcome her into our church family and look forward to watching her grow, not only physically, but spiritually as well. Give an extra measure of your grace to both mom and dad as they begin this new chapter in their lives. Keep this new family safe and healthy. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you instituted holy matrimony, blessed and honored it with your presence of your son at that marriage at Cana in Galilee, and even now continue to protect and preserve it. We thank you for the fatherly love and grace which you have bestowed upon Don and Karen Schmedeke, who will be celebrating 58 years of Christian union through their marriage. Continue to be with them, Lord, until the end of their days, even as you have guided them in the past. Be their health, strength, refuge, and life, as they serve as an example to all who honor your blessing of marriage, Lord, in your mercy. A prayer for birthdays being celebrated this week. We give thanks to you, O Lord, for the many blessings you have given to your servants, Eldred Holly, celebrating 87 years of life, and Wayne Fritz, celebrating 84 years, especially for bestowing on them length of days in this present life. Grant that they may always know your loving kindness, Abide in the confession of your name, and put trust each day in your gracious care and protection. May the celebration of their birth be a celebration of life both now and life yet to come. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, God, we honor you by many names. Today we pray to you as the Lord and giver of life. We pray for all those who mourn the loss of a loved one. We lift up the family and friends of Louita, often bring who celebrate, or who recently passed. Louita is now with you, Jesus. She has at last seen you face to face. We give you thanks for keeping your promise of receiving into your heavenly kingdom all who believe in your promise of salvation through faith. Gracious Father, it is at these times that we need you to give those who grieve an extra measure of your grace and love. Comfort them with the assurance that all believers will one day be with you and all the saints as we spend eternity in heaven where there is no more pain, loneliness, or despair. Lord, in your mercy. In your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you.
Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally, because he now lives from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity. All who believe in him will overcome sin and death and rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen.
Just a few announcements before we close with worship today. First of all, uh, the Communion Wear Care sign-up sheet is in the narthex in the back. The Dorcas Ladies' Aid will meet Thursday, December the 5th at 1.30 in the Fellowship Hall. We are installing officers, and all women are invited to attend. Uh, we will be presenting the live nativity in Mount Vernon from, on December the 3rd from 4.30 to 6.30. Uh, please join us at the Mount Vernon Christmas Parade. Contact Amanda Menning if you want to participate or help. The Christmas store at the school will be open December 2nd through the 6th. Uh, this is where the students have an opportunity to shop uh, for their families. And the next Friends in Christ will meet uh, at the home of Nolan and Dottie Clybaker. Nolan and Dottie, raise your hand so that people kind of know who you are. There we go. There's Dottie. Uh, at their home on December the 6th at 630 uh, meat and potatoes will be provided. Please bring a side or dessert along with a 5 to $10 gift for the Christmas gift exchange. Uh, and then, uh, let's see. This Wednesday is our midweek Advent service at 7 p.m. We are going to be beginning a series during Advent on, uh, I, uh, on um, uh, yeah, what are, what, are we, what are we doing? What day is it? Uh, let's see. First Sunday. Oh yeah, uh, we are doing it on personal devotions, both individual and family, and encouragement um, in that. Uh, as we prayed for earlier, uh, Louita Oftenbrink passed away this past week. Her funeral is tomorrow. The visitation is here at the church in the chapel from 9.30 to 10.30. Uh, the gravesite is before the service, so the, the gravesite is going to be at 10.30, and then the service will start immediately after that at 11. Uh, and then there will be a luncheon to follow over in the school as well. And the last announcement that I wanted to uh, announce was to say thank you to the Christmas Committee for once again making the sanctuary very, very beautiful. Thank you for all of your hard work uh, in um, coming up here yesterday uh, and enhancing our sanctuary here. So thank you very, very much. I believe that's all the announcements that I have. I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week, and I look forward to seeing everybody on Wednesday night. As always, on Wednesday nights, kids can wear their jammies, so please feel free to do that. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.frystatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Parker Shane.